0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspic. this is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length. Talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Coming up on today's show, we have a lot to talk about from an eventful Tuesday at the winter meetings. The Giants were among the most active teams. Of course, the Yankees stole the show, signing Garrett Cole to a nine-year, $324 million contract. So good for Garrett Cole. It was reported that the Giants were one of the mystery teams in on Cole. But I'm not surprised at all that they weren't willing or able to top $324 million over nine years for a pitcher. That's just, it shatters records. And really, it shattered the predictions coming into the offseason about what Cole would be able to get. But anyway, now the Giants, you know, will turn their attention elsewhere. I don't know how seriously involved they were in those negotiations. We may find out at some point what their offer was. But for now, I mean, there's just plenty of fish in the sea here. And so the Giants are considering multiple options. And we saw some of it come to fruition yesterday. They made a signing and they made a trade. First, I want to talk about the trade because it's a little bit more interesting. So exactly what we've been saying they might do, they did. They took on another team's contract that they wanted to get rid of in order to buy a prospect. So the Giants struck a deal with the Angels agreeing to take on Zach Cozart and his thirteen point six million one-year deal. It was a three-year deal, but there's just one year remaining on that contract. And in exchange for taking on that money from the Angels, the Angels attached their 2019 first round draft pick, the 15th overall selection, Will Wilson. So it's an incredibly savvy move for the Giants and one that we're not used to seeing from this franchise, but one that has defined certain moves the Dodgers have made when Farhan Zaidi was their GM in recent seasons. You know, it's funny because a lot of the reporting about Farhan Zaidi, the evaluations in the media, they don't even talk about the fact that this was a plan all along. I, You know, a lot of the talk is that what's the plan? Like, we don't understand the plan. Well, quietly, he's shaved off a lot of money from the payroll, the Mark Melanson trade, which, you know, new GM Scott Harris talked about as something he was really impressed with from afar, and looking back on it, it's incredibly impressive. They got the Braves to take on the remainder of Melanson's contract, which includes $14 million for this season, so more than Zach Kozart is owed and more than the Giants are taking on there. And plus, Melanson was also signed for the last couple of months of 2019, and the Braves took on the entire thing. It was north of $18 million. Plus, Farhan Zaidi got the Braves to attach a prospect In addition to taking on the entirety of that contract, they got Tristan Beck, an intriguing right-handed pitcher, in that deal. And so now on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Giants are the ones taking on a contract. And yet Farhan Zaidi was able to get the prospect in this case as well. So whether he was shedding money or taking on money, he got the prospect. And I'm inclined to believe that the Melanson deal was done not only to get the prospect, but also to have the financial flexibility to make the type of move they made yesterday here to buy a first-round draft pick. So that's that's pretty genius and something that a lot of teams don't necessarily do and something that Farhan Zaidi, quite frankly, doesn't get enough credit for. And it's exactly what this franchise needs. So I'm going to quote Angels GM Billy Epler when he talked about his decision to part with their first-round draft pick from 2019 in order to just clear about $13 million. Epler said, For me, personally, it's a little scary in all candor. I credit the Giants for being opportunistic. I was a little surprised more teams didn't jump in on the opportunity. So first of all, you know, it's a good thing when the trades you make with your opponents make them feel scared, okay? Because, you know, the Angels clearly were desperate to free up some money, And the Giants made them pay full price giving up their 2019 first round draft pick. And it's also telling when Epler says that he's a little surprised more teams didn't jump in on the opportunity, that there aren't many teams willing to do what the Giants are willing to do right now. All these teams, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Yankees now, are looking to shed some money. And Epler's saying here that he was surprised by the lack of teams willing to deal in that structure, willing to take on money from them in order to buy young players. And so the Giants very may well have their pick here of who else's bad contract they want to take on in order to buy young players. So there's really just no downside to a move like this for the Giants. And in addition, I mean, Zach Cozart used to be a pretty good major leaguer. He was a solid contributor year in and year out. He was a really good defensive shortstop. He's now 34. He's been injured the last couple of years, currently rehabbing a shoulder injury, had a monster 2017, signed a three-year deal with the Angels, and then has been injured and or bad the entire time. So the Angels are happy to get rid of him. I don't know if he figures to be a part of the Giants roster. He doesn't really fit based on what they've said they're interested in. They've talked about a left-handed hitting middle infielder. Cozart is right-handed. And again, he's hurt. They already have Dubon, Solano, Longoria as right-handed options in the infield. So there's a decent chance that he may never play a game for the Giants, and it was purely just about buying Will Wilson. So a little bit about Will Wilson. He's a 21-year-old right-handed hitting middle infielder. He was young for the class when he was drafted this summer, and he's more of a high-floor, low ceiling type of prospect but the giants think he has good power he projects to add value by the sum of his parts rather than having any specific standout plus plus tools Fangraphs immediately plugged will wilson in as the giants seventh best prospect and he comes in now as their second best middle infield prospect behind just marco luciano mauricio dubon is still considered a prospect because he still has his rookie status And Will Wilson ranks now ahead of Mauricio Dubon on the Giants' prospect depth chart, according to Fangraphs. So they're not done. Farhan Zaidi spoke with the media, said that he anticipates that they could very well continue to make moves like this. Their luxury tax payroll projection currently stands at about $154 million, according to Roster Resource. And the luxury tax threshold, the first threshold is, is 208 million. So they still have 50 plus million to work with for the 2020 payroll before even being penalized at all. So it's tremendous that ownership is willing to let Farhan Zaidi do moves like this. They're willing to spend tens of millions of dollars to let Farhan Zaidi buy prospects. And like the Angels GM said, they might be one of the only teams willing and able to do this right now. And that's a tremendous opportunity for them So like Epler said, the Giants are being opportunistic. Coming up in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the other move the Giants made. We haven't even mentioned it yet. The Giants signed a starting pitcher yesterday, a free agent starter with upside. So we'll break that down and preview what could be coming next for the Giants as an exciting winter meetings rolls on. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top locked on podcasts for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked on Live and at Ben Caspic on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. We talk about baseball performance all the time on this show, but what about performance in the bedroom? That's right, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code MLB. And try it. It's free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, coming up in the second half of the show, I want to talk about the Giants signing a starting pitcher yesterday, break down who he is and what he represents, and preview what's to come for the Giants. There's also a Madison Bumgarner rumor that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, It's probably going to make your jaw drop and your blood potentially boil. But first, the news about the Giants signing a starting pitcher. They signed Kevin Gosman to a one-year $9 million deal with $1 million in incentives. Now, naturally, much of the analysis that comes out focuses on something like his ERA last season, which was 5.72. So it was high, but that doesn't begin to tell the whole story about who is Kevin Gosman. He himself was a first-rounder in 2012. He was the fourth overall pick by the Baltimore Orioles. And he's had an inconsistent career, but at times has been dominant. He just hasn't been able to have any consistency with that. He was traded to the Braves in 2018 and was excellent down the stretch for them, carrying them into the postseason. He was one of their best starters. And then in 2019... You know, he had the high ERA, but looking at the peripherals and and the strikeout rate, the walk rate and all that, there's a lot to like. He struck out over 10 batters per nine innings with a reasonable walk rate. Looks to me like all the extra runs can be attributed to a spike in batting average on balls in play and left on base percentage. Plus, the other fact about his 2019 season is that he was completely dominant out of the bullpen for the Reds. So this reminds me a lot of the Drew Pomeranz signing. The Giants are going to use him as a starter, though. They think that what he showed in the bullpen, he'll be able to carry onto the mound as a starter. And I'm inclined to think they know what they're talking about. They're not just guessing. They have good reason to believe that. And they're excited about the, the upside that, that he represents in that role. And a big reason Gosman ended up signing with the Giants, apparently there was a lot of competition for him, is that the Giants said that they're going to let him be a starter. Other teams wanted to sign him as a super reliever. But as we saw, I mean, Drew Pomeranz just signed a a big contract. And so there's a lot of value if he does end up, you know, struggling in the rotation and then moving to the bullpen and being good there. The Giants can do the same thing they did with Pomeranz last year and flip him at the deadline to a team in need of a dominant reliever. So, you know, the public reaction to this move, I don't expect it to be great, but I think that he can provide upside in the starting rotation real upside there and at the very least he becomes a really good reliever that they can trade for another prospect like they did with Dubon so last thing I'll say about Gosman I mean he's a right-handed pitcher and the projections now that they've adjusted for him being a pitcher in San Francisco in that ballpark are exciting across 164 innings which is just kind of a subjective guess about his innings totals over a uh, over 29 starts Projected at a low fours ERA and two and a half wins above replacement. You might think low fours is not a great ERA, but bear in mind the league average in 2019 was around four and a half. So the run scoring environment has changed a little bit and we need to adjust our expectations based on that. He's got good stuff. He's got a mid-90s fastball and his splitter is probably his best pitch and it's what got the Giants excited. Anyway, we need to cover a couple of other things because there are even more rumors swirling around. Uh, Yesterday, D.D. Gregorius, the shortstop formerly with the Yankees and Diamondbacks, signed a one-year $14 million deal with the Phillies. And it was reported that Gregorius was choosing ultimately between the Phillies, Brewers, and Giants. So can't say I would have seen that coming had he signed with the Giants. Uh, and I said on Twitter, and I'll say it again here, I wonder what the plan would have been for the Giants projected middle infield of Crawford and Dubon if they had signed Gregorius. Because I do think Gregorius would would project to be a starter and it possibly would have spelled trouble for Brandon Crawford. So to me, that suggests that perhaps there are tectonic shifts happening beneath the surface with the Giants. And Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris are potentially going to make some big moves with some big consequences this offseason and that they're looking to be aggressive. They were in on Cole. They were in on Gregorius. They were in on Cole Hamels. They're in on Nick Castellanos. They signed Kevin Gosman. They took on money and traded for a prospect. I just think potentially a lot could happen here for this team over the winter, and they're spinning a lot of plates right now. So it could go a number of different ways. Very last thing that we're going to talk about today is that as soon as Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees, it was reported pretty much all along, but it was confirmed, I guess, afterwards that the Dodgers were the team that came in second and that they were all in on Cole and were trying to do everything they possibly could to land him. So of course they missed out on him. And then Ken Rosenthal reported that the Dodgers would then turn their attention to Madison Bumgarner. So, of course, it got Giants fans and even reporters all up in a tizzy. But my attempt at objective analysis is that I don't really buy that the Dodgers would be in on Madison Bumgarner at his projected price tag. I think Hyunjin Ryu makes a lot more sense for them as a guy who's probably going to be cheaper, better, and has been with their team, so they're more familiar with him if they're looking for a left-handed starter. I don't put it past the Dodgers or Madison Bumgarner's representatives to create this as a false rumor to drive up the asking price for Bumgarner, or the Dodgers could be doing it to mess with the Giants and try to get them to make a bad decision. So anyway, I don't really buy that. The Dodgers are really smart about the decisions they make, and Bumgarner at 100 million looks like a decision that is going to be more emotional than analytical and i just can't see the dodgers doing that that being said i've certainly been wrong before so we shall see anyway that is all the time we have for today hopefully tomorrow we'll have another jam-packed show and get to talk about more moves for the san francisco giants or more rumors at least tomorrow also is the rule five draft but i think i'm not exactly sure when it takes place but probably after the podcast so we may not get to talk about that until friday Anyway, to get the show every day, you need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Caspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspic. Really hope you enjoyed today's show. Cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members.